thing, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Show me on the dial where the bad man touched you. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right. Hey. Hello, hello. Am I here? One, two, three. Okay, I'm back. I'm here. All right, here we go again. This is Anything Goes for the week of October 10th. Uh, 2012, we are coming to you like we do every single week here from the XM Studios in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is uh, Thanksgiving. We are getting out of the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, in the studio beside me, we uh, I have the lovely Christina Walkershaw. Hi, it's me. And you said, there we go again, but nobody at home right now knows that we just lost the first 17 minutes well, we of did, the show. Okay, yeah, we lost the first seg- segment of the show, but we were recording it again one more time. But they, didn't need, no. they didn't need to know that. I know, but I feel now like I said to... some pretty epic things off the top. Like, remember I was playing with this knob here where I, like, finally figured it we out figured after, out like, our... five minutes of five weeks, five months of being on this show <laughs> where the volume for the headphones is, so now I can turn you up or turn you down. Just you know, based off what you say and stuff. But well, we can. Uh, we'll, we lost uh, some good shit. So if we don't get to talking about cocaine or fanny batter, we apologize. But we'll but get to that. We can we can recycle some of the bits right. that we tried to do off the top. Now they're not going to. I like that. You guys were like, you're the anything goes show where you can be as raunchy as you want, <laughs> and you started the show talking about headphone volume. Yeah. <laughs> we like to get the dangerous shit out of the way. Uh, in the studio this week, uh, it's, it's just Christina Walkinshaw and myself. Uh, uh, Darren Frost is uh, up north. He's in Sudbury uh, for this Thanksgiving weekend with his uh, lovely wife and his uh, annoyance, so, his we... annoyances, uh, or as uh, I call his children. And uh, in this, so in this week, we have uh, Graham Chittenden, who is our guest, but yes. we ha- we brought him into the studio early because we have to make up for the first segment we possibly lost. He's going to be our Darren Frost of the week. And it makes sense, right? Because didn't you say that, I, well, obviously you're from Branford, yes. right? And, and, and tell us your other connections uh, between you and Darren Frost. We went to the same high school. Yeah, and so we worked same. at the same Blockbuster video. See? Practically the same guy. Yeah. It's <sighs> like you won't even be able to tell the difference, you guys. It's Darren Frost. I think they'll Chitman. know the difference. They'll know the difference. Graham. We're very different. <laughs> well, we're, it's weird. We're different and we're the same because... Um, he doesn't like sort of the mainstream, so he, he operates outside of it, and I operate inside of it, and I probably hate it just as much. How do you operate inside the mainstream? Well, I do corporate comedy and things like that. Yeah, okay. And well, I what work... does that mean, though? Is, it just, is that, just, that just means clean? Yeah, clean stuff and sort of uh, stuff that Darren would say was killing comedy. Yeah. Stuff that I also agree is killing comedy, but I but you play do it a lot. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll just get to to a, a couple of uh, random things, and then we'll we'll chat more and find out a little bit more who uh, Graham is. Now, Christina, what did you you were in Montreal over the weekend? Uh, yeah, I I did the second annual Women's Comedy Festival that the lovely Iman in Montreal puts on, and it was a great time. Now, how many venues uh, does it take to call yourself a festival? Uh, how many? Wh- where did you play yourself? Well, it was just one venue four times in a row. <laughs> so that's like a, a weekend at a club, really. Yeah, only we got half price drinks. So that it was, was a nice. festival for you. 
Oh, yeah, it was a festival for me. It was so essentially lovely. clubs are running a weekly comedy festival. Okay. <laughs> you go to a club Pretty and you much. see the same people there every week, then it's a festival for that one weekend. <laughs> that, in Montreal, you were, it was we were... awesome, though. Honestly, it was awesome. And, like, I don't only go to Montreal, like, once a year, but for some reason bartenders still recognize me, and it's not from my comedy special. <laughs> it's definitely from going to bars in Montreal. Did you uh, – now, we uh, we talked a little bit about how uh, Montreal is – and we've mentioned it before in the show, but I think Montreal is Canada's only excuse city. You know, if you what crazy shit you get up to, you can blame it on Montreal. Yeah. Uh, now, what what are the excuse cities in the United States? Definitely Vegas, as we know from and your performance for there. My, uh, my dancing on Fremont Street. I did see that video. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, interesting, isn't it? It's Dave on Fremont Street, like dancing amongst like real. Crackheads. Well, <laughs> crack I don't know dealers. if there was a crackhead. There was a crack dealer. Dealer for sure. He was trying to sell his crack. Now, and that... Dave was actually contemplating buying some. Well, <laughs> I said to you at one point, should we buy some cocaine? And then I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I always just think it's going to be always. You I always that tired. I've never because I haven't really had a lot of drug deals go bad for me, <laughs> and so I always think, oh well, this guy's going to be very nice. He'll be. He'll be. He'll do us. He will do us proper. Yeah. He well, because you're new. Yeah. He has to give you the good stuff to <laughs> right. get you hooked. Yeah, he has to watch <laughs> yeah. a lot of HBO, and yeah. that's how they do it. He has to suck it. He has to give me a little taste. You get the good stuff for about and, a month. And then I'll come back. Well, I don't know about a month. Or what, but... he has, what if he has the opposite reaction where he's like, this fucking guy doesn't even live here. He's never going to be back. I'm going to sell him the shit stuff. But see, that's the same philosophy that most places I found in Las Vegas have, That because there's no regulars on the strip. That it's all just people coming in and out for vacations, for weddings, for conferences. So there's not a big uh, push for customer service. And maybe that's the same for drug dealers, too. No, no, not the same. (laughs) No? Those would probably be the only mainstays in Vegas. That uh, The ones that can't get out are the crackheads. Right. And like, the, you think crackheads are like, oh, I'm sick of doing crack in Minnesota. I'm going to go to Vegas and do crack for four days. <laughs> and then go back to Minnesota and do more they, crack. I don't think they go back. They're the only mainstays. I don't think they have a lot of traveling crackheads. That's what I mean. But maybe if there may be some weird Norman Rockwell world that you live in that's like, I'm going to hop a train and go to Vegas and do some crack and then yeah. come back to my hometown. I only do crack four days a year. It's when we're in yep. Vegas. It's the only time I eat seafood. It's the only time I do crack. <laughs> That's a good philosophy, I guess. I'm just saying because we were talking with you can't be like, uh, oh man, I I, I bought some crazy drugs and I I banged some hookers and hey, I was in Cleveland. What what else was I supposed to do? I know. I feel like if anything, you probably don't even need cocaine in Las Vegas, right? You can gamble and buy pink hats like I did, or yeah, you could go to Cleveland and then you probably would need cocaine because it might get a little. Yeah, but that's there. but that's that's no that's someone can't be like oh well you were in Cleveland I understand <laughs> that's true that's that's what I was getting to now I had a uh, I had a show this weekend uh, it was at the uh, East End Comedy Review uh, Ron James was our headliner it was a uh, and uh, partial benefit for the Toronto Humane Society and uh, Ron James actually gave away uh, the pay that I was going to give him for that night. Uh, which was a couple hundred bucks, but he gave that to the Toronto Humane Society. Oh, my God. I gave away my pay this weekend, too, to a bar on Bishop Street. <laughs> Doesn't, can you write that it's off weird. later? I don't Does think so. Does the bar so. give you a receipt no. saying, you know, later on, tax, when tax time comes, yeah, you can pay, no, write think, the shit off? Yeah, no, I don't think I got a receipt. But it was uh, Ron and Nikki Payne are the only people so far um, uh, who have given donated their pay for that night to the Toronto Humane Society. But you don't hold it against a performer if they keep their money from a benefit show, do you? No, I don't. Uh, I got caught up in a 50-50 thing once where I, out of guilt, gave back. I won the 50-50 draw and gave it all back. 
Was it at a wedding thing or what was it? No, for? I mean the person had cancer, but they were also clearly way better off financially. They were rich people with cancer, so I was torn, but I gave it back. Oh, we're poor comedians. Yeah, well, how, see, I was kind of like cancer. I don't know. Yeah, there's a certain irony for comedians no, doing Sorry, benefit shows in the first place. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many occasions where a comedian himself is a benefit. Yeah, or or, or is a charity. Yes. Yeah. To eat a sandwich at a gas station and then get on a bus and go help people who are in bad financial <laughs> yeah. places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I took a bus here. Okay? Yeah. Things aren't working out for well, me either. Yeah. I know. Uh, I thought that was very cool of uh, Ron James, and I got completely smashed that night. Uh, I will say that I blacked out. Uh, I woke up at home, thank God, um, with uh, my, I woke up beside my new girlfriend and I looked at her and my first reaction was like, oh my God, you're here. But all, that was also in, in part a, uh, a, oh my God, I'm here. Like, do you, how often do you sort of not remember how you got home? And then you, the first thing you do is wake up, and you're just like, okay, well, I recognize my surroundings. I mean, I feel like I, I'm very lucky. I have a horseshoe up my um, tushy or something because I swear to God, I always get home okay. I always get a cab home. And, like, sometimes I wake up the next morning. I'm like, oh, my God, I have my purse and my jacket. My phone is on the charger. Clearly, I could have had one more. I don't right. think that's luck for you. I think that's the training taking over. <laughs> like, you know, in a lifeguard or someone who's, like, in a high-stress situation, I think you've probably done it so many times that your instincts your guide you home or you, or, or you have like some, or you have some crazy like jason bourne skills where it's like you know you know in the first movie where like someone attacked him and all of a sudden he realized he knew how to fight yeah. it's sort of like if you get that hammered and then all of a sudden you knew okay i'm at home i gotta plug all, all this yeah. shit that i have to I know. you're like oh my god how did i know how to drink a glass of water before where did i get that, that skill from and yeah. then take like two advils and and because i've gotten home before on nights where i was like surprised i made it home in the first place and like my wallet is laid out and they're all laid out in a row of like my wallet my watch my my uh the, the ring that i always wear my glasses they're all in a row with yeah. my cell phone i'm like holy shit i'm like a like a blacked out spy i know like, I, I someone feel like... could give me like instructions to go and like steal some steal some microfish and that shows how fucking old i am <laughs> but i'm stealing like microfish <laughs> film uh to get like some russian spy things or something like that and then i would just get completely hammered and then I would go do it when I'm drunk. I know. The worst part for me is just, like, opening up my Twitter page and, like, seeing how many stupid things I wrote drunk. Like, even last night, obviously, clearly me and my friends polished off a lot of wine, you know, over Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, and we had a whole bunch of Irish girls with us. And so, whatever. We got drunk with these Irish girls. They've never had Thanksgiving before because they don't have it over there. And they were teaching me all this, like, disgusting lingo. Right. So anyways, they they gave me like it. Anyways, it's so gross. But this show's called Anything Goes, I can tell you. But obviously, I would never tell it on the radio or I wouldn't like talk about this and, you know, in front of <laughs> you, my friends. Well, just and, say it at a job interview or something. Anyway, just so they gave me this it. new term for discharge and it's called fanny batter. And obviously uh, I was so drunk that I had to fucking tweet about fanny batter. It's vivid. I know it is vivid. So, you know, now, fan, I don't. Fanny I, batter. I can picture the whisk. <laughs> See what I mean? Like, I, can pic, I can picture the metal bowl. The, the, the whipping of the fanny batter. I can the KitchenAid mixer. When it gets fluffy enough that you yeah. can actually put it back into the, uh, yeah. the, into the oven yeah. to, make, I, uh, to make your fanny cake. Yeah. 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 So what I'm saying is, like, when I get drunk, I think things like fanny batter are a good thing to tweet about. And, like, I probably wouldn't 
tweet about that at like 11 a.m. in the morning. No, probably. But or the knob cheese that I also learned about. How would you? But how often do you find out about things like fanny batter at 11 in the morning? Not every day. If it's a hot topic on the View or something like that. Fanny batter's never been on the View. I picture a fanny batter pastry with a knob cheese icing. No, anybody else? Oh my God! With your American coffee in the morning. Rachel Ray, I hope you're listening. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring up the word fanny because fanny over here in North America still. Now, Graham, do you believe that that still means ass when someone says you're fanny? Yeah, I think because it hasn't been used, it's yeah, it's still fanny. It's still but ass, see, yeah. but but fanny is like the raunchy word over in Britain. So I've been told that is like that, like cunt over here is fanny over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like your bing bang. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, but but Not over your here, guys is no, my guys, no, my guys is bing. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> you, but so it's like someone would say like fanny batter. That to me, when you first said that, I realized that you were talking from to Brit- Irish chicks. Right. So I realized it was like in reference to the vagina. But my also equally disgusting would be if fanny batter came from your ass. That would be equally <laughs> disgusting. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> no. Oh, it's from his ass. Okay. I was grossed out for a second there. Thank you. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's from your butt. Well, yeah. I thought it was from your vagina. Anything that, was... that comes from your underpants is just equally <laughs> gross. <laughs> I, think, I think anything that comes out of any hole in your body, yeah. whether it's your ears, wax, or yeah. even your mouth, that's like it's still, even if you just ate something, it still has like your, your bile and stuff. Tongue so batter. Is, nice. that, yeah. Yeah. is tongue batter nice? No. No. Like stomach batter, batter or yeah. anything like that. That's yeah. not, no, we don't need that. Bing, bang, batter. Ooh, it's a perfect thickness and elasticity to the word batter, isn't there? Yeah. Well, it just it sounds like something that you're going to eventually cook. Yeah. And, then, uh... and hope it rises. <laughs> oh, could you imagine the stink that would uh, cooking a, a fanny batter cake <laughs> from either hole would make? Oh, that would be awful. Oh, look at the bright side, Graham. There goes corporate comedy in the last 15 minutes. That's why minutes. I love being here. <laughs> I know. Well, one thing I did want to mention that uh, this is the, uh, the week of October 10th, uh, and uh, we are coming out of uh, the Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, and our American friends uh, celebrate uh, the their Thanksgiving uh, at the end of November, as I was told by Christina. Yeah, yeah, right around my birthday. Send presents now. And uh, but the Canadian Thanksgiving is in reference to the harvest, correct? It was this is like the time of the year that we pull things out of the ground and, cr- and close the LCBO. Yeah, that's unfair. Yes. That's not correct. Uh, and uh, but and then what's the American Thanksgiving in reference to? Is that just Plymouth Rock? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to, uh, thank, we even go, Graham, what did, uh, have we, what other Can we talk about this, please? Okay, so, uh, last week I came home from my gig, wherever it was, uh, where was I that night? I Were you in Niagara Falls last week? Um, oh yeah, well, yeah, that was tragic, we already talked about that. No, but, oh yeah, okay, so, okay, uh, not that weekend, the weekend before, I was sitting on my couch, actually, because I didn't go to Montreal until Friday, Von Hagen comes home from Ajax, and she goes... You got to come over. I got something you got to see. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Why do I have to come over and see this, right? So I go over, and she's watching Dragon's Den, which, you know, Dave, as you stated on your Facebook page, it's not every day a comedian calls you and goes, hey, you got to come over and watch Dragon's Den with me. And uh, so I go over, and uh, and she's like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I just fucking press play. Why am I watching Dragon's Den? Like, It's a great show. It's a great show. But I'm like, it's just... You know. Well, okay. Well, for our American friends, uh, Dragon's Den has been oh, yeah, uh, right. is moved into the states, and it's Shark Tank uh, yeah. in the United States. It, it, originally, it was a show in Canada, and it's still a show in Canada. Yeah. But it's called Dragon's Den in Canada, and then in the states, it's called Shark Tank. And uh, actually, we with a whole bunch of shit, we were, we were going to talk about it, but we got to go to break. Uh, and when we come back, we are going to oh. talk deeply about 
Dragon's Den yes. and who and what we saw and there. And then we're going to talk more with Graham Chidden. So Dragon's here we go. Den. And we're going to be right back. Dragon's Den, our topic. Bless. Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. It's Mike Bird. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. It's a great fucking show. If you bleep that, I'll know the title of the show's bullshit. <laughs> no, there'll be no bleep. Here. They never stay the whole hour. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Oh, man. What crazy loudness that was. Well, it's loud. Fire. All right, we're back. This is Anything Goes for the week of uh, October 10th. Uh, in the studio, we are Darren Frost Free. He is uh, up in Sudbury with his uh, wife and kids. Uh, and uh, in the studio this week is uh, the lovely uh, Christina Walkinshaw and uh, Graham Shitton, who's beside us. <laughs> and the say. lovely Graham I was gonna say, You were like, Darren Frost isn't here, so we have the lovely, and then you didn't say me. I know, well, I thought I was you were the lovely Graham Shitton. Well, I said lovely Christina Walkinshaw and I'm, Graham Shitton. He's probably more lovely than I am. That's I haven't showered since Thursday. Yeah, no, that's I, not true. I just because I clean myself way more frequently than you do. It doesn't <laughs> mean I'm any more attractive. Hey. <laughs> Okay, before we get to our smelly parts, I want to actually, uh, there's two things. Oh, yeah. that, one thing I want to say is uh, uh, if you notice that the, the music that we're coming uh, into our commercials with and at, coming out of it is uh, from uh, a guest that we had on uh, about uh, three, four weeks ago, a, uh, a little goth band out of Toronto called uh, uh, Primitive Evolution, I believe it is. Uh, if, it, if I'm incorrect, I will... If uh, not, it's uh, probably just Kesha, <laughs> Dave's normal collection. <laughs> My normal uh, hits of uh, that you'd listen to on Sirius uh, XM Hits 101 or some, or whatever. Ah, Sirius Hits 1. Uh, and in the studio this week, uh, we have uh, Graham Chitton. We were And before the break, we were talking about uh, a yeah, little yeah. little show I, we have in Canada that's also down in the States called uh, Shark Tank, but up here it's Dragon's Den. And on, was and it on um, Thursday? Was it, it was Thursday? Thursday night I saw it because we always PVR everything because we're people above the poverty line. And so we watched it on Thursday. And sure enough, it's two of our agents pitching something. <laughs> now, all three of us, uh, some way or another, work for the uh, Yuck X Comedy Corporation across Canada. And uh, we have <laughs> agents there that uh, are meant to get us work. But we saw that this week they were uh, busy on uh, the television show Dragon's Den trying to pitch an idea to the uh, the business honchos, the dragons. And uh, what was your, like I said, you know, you'd, often you don't get a... Uh, uh, a phone call from a, a comedian that says, you got to come over and watch Dragon's Den. But I got that <laughs> yeah. call, and I knew it was something. I knew it was something big, and I had no idea what I was going to be watching. But it was uh, Tony Crollo and Derek Supple, yeah. our, uh, our agents that work in the office, uh, and- were pitching an idea. And what do you want? Do you well, want to- they, well, they were pitching something that we listen to all the time, and we yeah, call the office. Yeah. 
right? Like, when we call the office and we're like, okay, can I talk to so-and-so? We get put on hold and we hear corporate comedy while we're waiting for that person to get to the phone. Actually, it's not technically corporate comedy. What it is is... But that's what they called it on the show, though. They called it, uh, but this was, I think, new shit that they funny. were going to record. Right. But what if you call the YuckX office and you get put on hold, you'll hear clips from albums that they recorded, I think, like, five or six, or no, actually, more like... 14 years ago. Yeah. They were on tape. You could buy them on audio cassette. Yeah, you could buy them on audio cassette because it was, I think, Craig Campbell did one. Larry Horowitz did one. I think Elvira Kurt, Jeb Fink. But Harlan Williams, I believe, had Harlan one. Harlan Williams there, yeah. had one, too, and you hear Harlan every once in a while. But they bleep those out, and then they were trying to pitch the same thing to the Dragons, but you'd hear corporate comedy. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny because when I call and I'm on hold and I'm listening to it, I'm like, I really hope somebody picks up soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not, oh, they should sell this. Right. This is making my experience infinitely better. This is making my 90 seconds on hold bearable. Like, wouldn't you rather hit, like, hear just some, like, soft rock hits or something, like some air supply? Or I don't have such an empty brain that I need something coming out the other end of the receiver for half a minute. Right. I could just listen to nothing. As long as I know I haven't been hung up on. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not, a, I'm not a mongoloid who needs flashing lights and noises in my head every second of every day. Constant entertainment. Yeah. Even if I just had that, like, a boop, boop, just to let you know that you're right. still on hold. Right. Yeah, like, that's what I need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all you need. But what what was awkward about this is, okay, first of all, did they even, did Derek and Tony even need to say this is corporate comedy? No. Because just say comedy. Say comedy. Right. Corporate right. comedy sounds defeatist. Well, this is yeah. soft comedy. Well, also, it, is, you know, they, yeah, it, they're it, like, oh, maybe comedy, more people will buy it if it's clean. Yeah, right. corporate comedy is like saying light rock. You're like, oh, it sucks. Right. <laughs> well, and also, it's just it's more confusing because people are sort of like, well, what is? Is it about finances? Yeah. Is it all financial themed comedy? Yeah. It, well, corporate comedy sounds. Yeah, it's like it's all about big business comedy. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what I? You know when you just hate it when you merge with another yeah. company and this happened? But it just it's, it raises too many fucking questions. Yeah. And you don't and, and one thing that both when it comes to jokes or pitching an idea to anyone, don't cloud their head with more bullshit that right. they need to know. Say comedy right. and when they say, Oh, but it would be dirty, you go, No, it would be clean. Yeah. It's no. just yeah, clean, safe, friendly. Put a smile on yeah. your flip face while you're waiting for yeah. you know, your, your your phone line to get opened up. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely went on live television and proved why my rate is consistently going down, though. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just, and, and you know what? They didn't need to go out there and wear shirts. T- oh, they, they wore, wore the branded T-shirts. No, they wore, yeah. they wore yeah. custom-made oh. Yuck Yucks corporate comedy T-shirts, <laughs> which looked like, you know what? And I hate, it just seems like when people fuck up so often... That you do you get any second opinions about anything? Yeah. It's like they should have walked out there in suits, and then the corporate co- yuck yucks comedy on hold logo thing should have been on an easel. And I mean, and Derek, he, you know, bless his heart. First of all, spring for a bottle of just for men. You know, <laughs> it's TV images everything, and then also, you, you, and then he uh like 1978 touchstone phone. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. And yeah, he did a little like hand gesture. He did a phone. hand phone. Like, yeah. He did the hand phone, you guys. Uh, sorry, I know I'm on the radio, but you know, when you're like thumbs up at the top part of your ear and then like your pinky fingers like, yeah. right in front of your mouth. Make it real, you know, pull out what I assume is your flip phone <laughs> and actually pretend you're calling somebody. Or, or just go to a value village, buy like an old rotary phone, cut off the fucking uh, cord, and then so you just have the thing that you hold to your head. Yeah. And it just, it would look a little bit better. And then when it went from Derek doing the thing with his phone, then he jumped over to what Tony. And uh, and then Tony held like a fake microphone. You know, I know you're on the spot and you just you're scrambling for ideas. He held a, a, a fake invisible microphone and then he told a couple of his bits. And um, 
They should have gone into a boardroom to see what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, another thing you mentioned, too, is like, uh, and you know what? I know that on TV, reality TV, it's nothing's real. It's all a television show. It's a bunch of horseshit. So um, they people become victims of creative editing. Oh, right. yeah. And totally. so they, they, they cut to some reaction shots of the of the dragons watching Tony and Derek. And they were stone cold faced. And there was and... also the editing of the uh, the crickets that right. went in there. Too. The drum they roll threw after in the, the jokes. Crickets. Yeah, yeah. It's and just I, and, like oh. And I like the fact that Graham, you mentioned uh, that you are a, a film school dropout. Yes, but you also have a grasp of creative editing, and you could tell that like obviously there weren't crickets in the studio. Right. And then obviously there wasn't a drum kit. You yeah. know, So the guy doing the rim shot uh, yeah. was not there. So you know, it, 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 it's it was a poorly executed uh, pitch. It, uh, it should have. It was lackluster at best, but it was edited into the fact that they sucked the air out of the room. Right through editing, it made it look like the room actually shut down. Right, <laughs> like yeah. like they actually short of a record screeching to a halt, they made it as dismal you yeah. know, as they and, could through you know, editing. I mean, it's just, poor guys. It, I feel I bad because I did watch it eighteen times and had another glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched it. it so I watched funny. it a few times over. I think you can still watch it. I know. That, and then but, I called Dave. We called Dave. We're like, you got to come over. Yeah. Like, if you watch it online, it, go to the thing. We have to flip through, and it's in the third section near the end after the girl in the pink car, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. or yeah. Okay. After some girls that were kind of dressed up like pussycat dolls or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and they were um, trying to they were trying oh. to sell some scratchy nails, which I yeah. think right. those could have sold at some for at some fetish, but they should have just gone to some anything to do with sex, uh, you know, convention yeah. and sold their scratchy uh, cat nails. Yeah, but oh, but the, the the thing that they were pitching on the Dragons Den didn't even look like something like how would you make any money from that? I think that of so many products. Right. You know, even the idea of a sunglass hut that only sells sunglasses. How right. do you bank your life on this? <laughs> you know, the, the what first... if it's dark out a lot? <laughs> well, yeah. I just, like, I, like, the first time that I saw the, the store Lids yes. that just oh. sold baseball caps. Yeah. I was like, really? That's, like, I know people need baseball caps, but. That's all you're selling? Yeah, sell T-shirts until the hat season kicks in, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I just thought that's a lot to be like, no, yeah. people really need hats. Yeah, you're right, for, yeah, for to lids, bank it. For, yeah. for lids to survive. Mm -hmm. I, just, I, I just thought that was a lot. To... Now, one of the things um, we can we, uh, we did want to talk about uh, a couple things with Graham. Do, do you have some Twitter questions that came in for Graham? I totally have Twitter questions oh, for you. Um, okay, I don't even know where to start because there's a lot of goodies here. I'm not going to lie. Um, this uh, first one... Um, actually, it comes from somebody who would like to remain anonymous, um, but he would well, like okay, to ask Okay, is it you, like this? I would like to remain. I would like to remain anonymous. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just like that. Kind yeah, of a totally. little bit. Can you guess who that is, Graham? He says, "No, who is ask oh. Graham. Do you want to do this? Um, ask Graham. I can't. Oh, I know who exactly it is. What am I saying? Why he hasn't tapped a black chick anonymously of course oh well i obviously know who that is well don't you don't have to say it who it is or do you well we can't can we, well he i won't but i will anonymous. say that's an artfully worded question um oh, why haven't i there tapped, you go arthur why haven't i tapped a black oh, oops <laughs> why, why haven't i tapped a black chick yet <laughs> yeah well because i have a chinese girlfriend i guess oh. <laughs> are, are you a married man or a... no i'm common law through okay. property owning and so it's not the fact that she's like hey you got was it a black thing or uh, is it a Chinese thing? It's like, hey, I don't need to tap a black chick because I got a Chinese chick. I joke, and you about, had to just yeah. get one like you got a score no, card? no, it's nothing you like that. No, card. I'm okay. like, I don't, I don't consider myself having a fetish, but I just through like trial and error of looking at women and judging them, 
I find probably more black women attractive than, say, my Chinese girlfriend does. I don't know. So she had this idea in her head that I, I have like a, a black fetish. And then obviously <laughs> it's funny to play that up. Right. You know. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know why I haven't done it yet. It's because my, I'll tell you why. Because my girlfriend doesn't understand life. <laughs> doesn't understand how things work in the real world. She That's why I haven't like, done it yet. She doesn't want to give you like a black chick pass. And no, just be like, I'll come right back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you can come back. Honey, Don't yeah. listen to the wives' tales. Honey, I gotta go to the grocery store. I gotta pick up some uh, yeah. eggs and some, a loaf of bread and bang a black chick. Yeah, I'll you know right she's better off letting me get it out of my system, right? Than to let it, you know, stew in me for the rest of my life. But do you think if okay? Do you think if she wanted you to get it out of your system, would she be happier if you went to another city and did it, or is she? Would she be cool with you? I, I assume that she's not cool. At all with you doing it. Right, and that's the problem. Right. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. But so would she, do you think she would rather have you be in another city? I think she would rather make sure it was a girl I would never see again. Right. Yeah, I don't think, it, city or not, it's more about, I couldn't be somebody that I saw day to day. Right. Like if I carpooled with somebody <laughs> to some job five days a week, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to bang her and then we'll see how the rest of our lives go. Hey. I'll assume we'll, yeah. So I think it would, yeah, I think a little bit of ignorance is, um, you know, would be, Preferred on her part, but not. I maybe I should just not tell her. Thoughts? Yeah, that'd be a good way. Yeah. Uh, now, can, okay, Christina, can I ask you? Okay, I think guys in in every, no matter where you're from, well, I guess well, black guys don't do this, but uh, oh, I, I think like all I think, I think all white guys Uh-oh. at one point, well, they'll be with their other white guy friends and they'll be like, hey, have you ever slept with a black chick? Are oh, girls, girls are the same way? Are I the think. same thing with oh, like yeah. black like, chicks have you ever too? Slept with a black guy? Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's that's I normal, isn't it? Fair. I, just think. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. I don't want to make a, a giant difference, but I think it might be a little more powerful for a white girl to sleep with a black guy than it would be a white guy to sleep with a black girl. Unless you guys, unless they, these black girls have big or small, you know, bing bangs. I don't know. You know, I guess they have big booties. Oh, maybe yeah. there's like it's something below the waist <laughs> has to be big on black people. And with the ladies, it's in the back. And with the guys, it's in the front. Is yeah. that how it is? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Have you ever but, seen Serena Williams in a pair of jeans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, she's yeah. the world's first horizontal it, ass crack. She does it have It doesn't the go best top booty. to bottom. It goes, like, from the small of her back, and then it goes three inches backwards. Yeah. I've seen like, I've seen a couple of black booties where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Me yeah, too. It is I'm a completely straight girl, real, and I see yeah. one sometimes, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. That is amazing. Like, that is I'm, something totally I've never been amazing. with a black woman, but I also I don't feel like that. I don't have that in me to be like, i got to accomplish that before I. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not collecting pelts here. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not a hunter, <laughs> yeah. but right. I just, you know, I don't know. I think I just like black skin because it hides perfect imperfections oh right yeah. and so and they're full of imperfections i'm a white guy chicks? i'm a white guy who who looks at all the imperfections on my skin and if i was you know a hundred <laughs> shades darker and it was all gone you know it's just one smooth layer of chocolate frosting this is, <laughs> now i've seen you um okay well i've had a i've had a japanese girlfriend before but mm. other than that i'm uh, strictly uh, <laughs> white power but um or, or i've been i just that's just that's just how it's worked out um now one thing um that uh, I've, I've seen you do your your quest for black booty uh joke on stage mm. and i've seen other black women uh in the audience and black dudes black dudes i, I haven't found like they would get their back up being like hey who's this guy wanting wanting what we what what's ours yeah uh but i, I do see like a lot of uh, black women embrace that and have you ever had a black woman come up to you after a show just being like oh yeah have you I'll, ever been hit on by a black chick after you I'll, do I'll that make bit? i'll make you my fuck stick specific no not to the extent where i was 
where I was like, oh, this is going down. <laughs> I've never, not that much. No, I've gotten like. Would you be worried? Because it's sort of like, oh, but that's, hey, honey, that's just a joke I do on stage. I don't really. Yeah, no, I think they're almost like, they'll come up to me and they'll kind of smile a little bit, like, but then I think they're afraid to engage too much because they might have taken it too seriously yeah. or they're afraid to create some sort of awkward moment. Because I've had girls where I've flirted with them and sort of in, I've been comfortable with the fact that it's never going to go anywhere, but then one of them was once like a, but maybe you would feel much better if I fucked you. Oh, I was wow. Like, I was like, holy shit. I didn't think it's, well, I, I was like genuinely speechless and like kind of like I, I just referred it back to this like eight-year-old kid who was like, oh, I, I, don't, I, I don't really like roller coasters. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like one of those moments of like, I didn't think this would actually be like, happen. That woman didn't sound very black to me. No, <laughs> no, she wasn't black. She Russian? Uh, it's, it's I, we Eastern European. We don't know where she's from. Yeah. Victoria, where are you? Uh, she's not supposed to see. Okay. To me, uh, though, that's the win. Yeah? Not actually having sex. The part where she's like, I would have sex with you. You're like, okay. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're like, you know what? That's enough. Call it there. That's enough. I don't yeah. need that. I just Sometimes it's a matter of just knowing that it could happen. Oh, real, yeah. I don't believe that from either one of you guys. I'm really? not going to lie. No! What's the point of wanting to have sex unless you have sex? Uh, I think sometimes it's just a matter of knowing that having, I could. Oh, okay. If I knew I could bench press 300 pounds without actually doing it, that's good enough. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That'd be like me being at the bar. I'd be like, oh, you want to buy me a drink? Oh, well, it's good to know that you would buy me a drink, but I'm going to buy my own drink. You, like that would you fucking sh- ever you should, happen. You should try that once or twice and <laughs> remember how you got home. <laughs> like I said, I always get home. I don't know how I do it. I'm do you a think, machine. Did you think, you know, uh, would you refer to your onstage character as a... Like innocent, approachable, because you're you're a fairly approachable looking guy. You don't seem like a like a threat you, or what. Right, I'm saying it's is, bought me a lot of. Uh, it get actually, yeah. Do you I find you, do you find your look gives you a lot more leeway? Yes. Oh yeah. There right. are creepy guys who, before they say anything on stage, you're like, I don't like this guy. Well, I don't want him looking at me. Right. And I am the opposite, where I actually can spew some pretty like angry stuff because I look like the way I look. You know, I look like I have just a slight growth disorder. Yeah. Well, you look you look nice. You look right. approachable. Yeah, I look very presentable. Yeah, like I could just as easily be like talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, you have like a top pocket protector on. Yeah. You tell yeah. us about now. Uh, like, see, because I likability. We've said it before on the show. Is something you can't buy. You either have it or you don't. Or or you have to figure out how to make your unapproachable, unlikable looks work in, to your advantage. Yeah. Um, and and I know like if I deal with audience members and I'm mad at them. It really shows, and I know other comics um, that they'll get on stage, and then they could tell like someone in the audience to go fuck themselves, and everyone's like, "Oh, he doesn't mean that." Yeah, but I mean, do you find that that you can you can get away with a lot more? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell people to fuck themselves all I want, and I yeah, I don't lose the crowd as much as some people. Right. I'm always on the side of I get away with it. I've seen you know who's you know who's walking that fence a lot is Mark Forward. Right. I've seen nights where he's genuinely having fun with it, and right. he can tell people to like describe how they should ball their fist and shove it in their own ass and he gets away with it and other nights he gives somebody a look and he'll like lose the crowd if he's ge- but he, that was when he was he was so yeah that was when he like when he's genuinely angry though right so he's on both sides but most people you write are on one side of the fence or the other and i get away with a lot you and know I'm, I'm glad about it i've seen i've seen some people that get, that, that you can tell that they're getting genuinely mad but even the more mad they get like once the audience sort of starts laughing at that sort of anger, then they'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's a fucking gift. It's an annoying gift that I don't have. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. What uh, you, you mentioned that you were a, a film school dropout. Yes. Uh, what 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 went wrong there, Graham? 
Why'd you disappoint your parents like that? I know. I've been disappointing them right from the get-go. Were they open to you, the idea of you doing comedy? Um, no. Uh, my mom was always worried and thought it should be a hobby. And then my dad is kind of a guy that likes to get obsessed with any new thing. Right. So when I got into comedy, he became like, he watched Comedy Network and he followed comedy and he was into it right away. Did that- I think as he did the other thing. He did the. He kept the good job, and he like he he went to school, and he was academic. And I dropped out right from. I was going to go to school for math, and then for, I went to math? film, and then I went. Yeah. I dropped out of film. I started doing comedy. Like I mean, I, I yeah. I, I think I've, I think now I don't know if you have experienced this, Christina. I think for a lot of parents are uncomfortable, or they're either like right on board, or they're uncomfortable with the idea of people going their kids going to comedy. But I think once they, you start making a little bit of money. They're sort of like, oh, well, it also can be a job. Yes. Then uh, there, are, then there are a lot of m- yeah. more, uh, you know, cool with it. My parents are super supportive. My parents will like anything I want to do. They're like that. But then that's so gross for me because I don't want them to watch me, and they want to yeah. come to all the shows. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like literally, I went to Vancouver in August, and I did shows all weekend at Yuck Yucks, and like I didn't tell them I was doing any shows. I lied. I could not like. Would they have come I to more to than sneak one? Out of a wedding. Really? Would they have come to more than one show? Would they have? At oh. Yuck Yucks. Oh, they would have come to at least one, and they would have told all their friends and my entire uh, family to go see me. I think I can agree that, yeah, your career path like, is no. better if your parents die when you're young. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't mean to sound like, like I don't a, want, I didn't And want that's true. As much as I'm joking, yeah. people who follow their dreams sooner are people who lost their parents early on. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I just, like, I don't want, like, A, I would totally censor myself. I wouldn't be the same person on stage at... If my parents were in the crowd, I'd be like, I would, I would cater everything to them. Exactly. I know because my mom's always told me that a first of all she wants to die on vacation, and so every time, <laughs> every time they go off to Mexico, I'm like, oh, maybe this is it. <laughs> oh, no. Because I don't want to sound like an asshole. Because I know my parents have been together for a long fucking time, and it worries me about one of them being on their own. So mm. if they're gonna go, I kind of want them to go at the same time. So you book them on shitty flights. Oh no, actually, I'm, I'm gonna book them for like the running of the machetes in Burma. Nice. That's like one of those like Pompelon <laughs> yeah. Spain where they have to get chased by bulls. So I want them both to go at the same time. They're on vacation. They're with each other. It'll yeah. be fine. And uh, but I I do think when once my because my parents have never seen me do a live show before. Uh, when I had uh, a comedy special uh, across Canada, my mom watched it with the sound off between commercials on Law and Order. And uh, but I'm uh, but I'm to the point where I'm like I don't want them to see me. And I think once they realize, oh, he can pay his rent with this, then they were like, okay, fine, you do that. Yeah. Can I we think, mention your special's good, by the way? I'd like everyone to know that. It is. Yeah, it's. It's. I'm. I'm still okay with it. But I just think once parents realize that this isn't more than a hobby, then right. They're a lot. They're a lot more comfortable with the idea. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Which is sort of like an easy thing to say. Like after you've started to pay your rent with it, they're like, yeah, I called it. I knew it was going to be fine. Bullshit, mom. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> well, one of the things too is like, uh, and we we're gonna get to the fact that uh, there are Big Brother auditions uh, in Toronto right now for a Canadian version of Big Brother. Christina wants to try out for it. I want to, but I say I want to, and then I'll probably wake up Sunday morning and I'm like, oh no, I'm not. You've got to go. try out for them. No, maybe yeah, I will. I don't know. Like, okay, here's the weird thing: I've actually never seen Big Brother before. But people were trying to get me to go out for the Bachelor Canada, mm. and I was like, well, no, because like I don't even want a boyfriend. <laughs> want to be there just fucking drinking all the booze? That would like, be hilarious. Even, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh man, each Bachelor just has to like drag you back to your oh, bedroom I'd and then be just like, oh guy, I don't like, don't leave me alone. Like, I'd I, kiss I you if I didn't have puke breath. One of those. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I never puke. Excuse me, I am a. Oh, we have to go give Christina her rose on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're just they're spatula. Only you have a small bladder, not yeah. just like I'm throwing. Or you, you, or you pass out I in the bathtub each night. <laughs> Two people that like were like they're like you have to go out for the yeah. show. I know the project manager. I'm like I'm not going out for the Bachelor Canada. I don't want a boyfriend, and I definitely don't want a boyfriend that I don't even know who he is. No, like, but that's so like come on. But you are level-headed <laughs> girl. Yeah. Oh, who's the guy? Oh, who cares? I'll fucking win some money. Like, I'm not that girl. But I went Big Brother. Like, yes, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I need something to do for a few weeks. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, you shouldn't do it because you're bored. But would you think that? I mean, this is like a stepping stone for your career. I w- okay, too, uh, obviously, kind of? yeah. Maybe it would raise my profile uh, a little bit. I disagree, though. I think I feel like I wouldn't see you on there and think that's why you were doing it. Almost everybody else in the comedy scene, I would assume, is there to raise their profile. Right. Whereas you seem genuinely suited to just be in a social environment. I know that's true. So I wouldn't I like be mad social at you. Environment. A lot I of people would... I'd resent. Oh, you're just trying to get your. You're just trying to sell more shows without writing better jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like most people try and sell a comedy tour on their TV credits without writing more jokes. Yeah. Whereas I feel like you would be doing both. You'd be writing jokes and you'd just be there because you deserve. To I know. I feel like if I was in that house, I would be like this nice person. I would have fun. I would be comic relief, maybe, but like I, w- I would be there just to like have a good time and, and I don't know, deal with crazy people, which I feel like I have to do all the time anyway. But you so. have to be seriously mean too, don't you? Because you I want. Couldn't, well, I'm not going to be mean. I don't I'm going to be like either stepped all over or. Do you know how I'm Big gonna... Brother works? For, uh, well, I know that you don't all have to be mean. That's all I know. Okay. I, do, I, yeah, I would never you... be the mean person. Okay. But I'd just be interested to do something like that. I've never. When they cast you, they tell you if you're going to be the mean person. Do they really? Yeah, even on Last Comic Standing. I can't remember who it was. Was it Amy Schumer or Nikki Payne or somebody was like, they were cast me and they're like, but you got to be the bitch in the house. I'm probably oh, telling this story all wrong. Have... But it was that sort of situation where they're like, we want you because we need a mean girl, so we, your jokes are good, plus you'd have to be the mean girl in the house. They told her ahead of time. I could see that. I could yeah. see them saying that to yeah. Amy Schumer just because... Uh, yeah, not because she's a, a mean person. She's a great comic, but but she sells mean well. But yeah, I think because well, she has that likability that I think you have too, Graham. That like she could be mean, uh, but also people at the end of the show would be like, oh well, we like her being mean and yeah. sarcastic and stuff. Right. But I mean, the one thing that bothers me about reality television is, is when people don't have like a. Uh, it's like Christina, you're a comic. And so you would be going on this reality show, but you're at the end of the day, you're still a comedian. It's, it bugs me when people just want to be personalities and they go on these shows to become bigger personalities. That's true. Right. It's sort of like if you're a musician and then you go on this show that you're, hey, you're, hey, you're a musician, but I also saw you on American Idol or some other talent or reality show. But when people don't have anything and they're just like, hey, I'm me. Yeah. That's bugs. Does, it, does that bother you? I met either? a guy whose whole sort of his whole uh, trajectory was to get on shows that you didn't have to have any background skills or talent or, or yeah, yeah. Even, or even a label. You right. were just one of these assholes the same way you'd show up at P Diddy's party and it was like, who's <laughs> that guy? Well, he just goes to these people's parties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a partier. Yeah. It's like, it's just, I'm uncomfortable with the term reality TV star. Like, I, I don't know. know. Oh, I don't yeah, be, yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. Oh God. And I don't want to end up doing that. Obviously. Like I like being a comedian and I like writing and stuff like that, but I'm just, I don't know. I think it's out of pure curiosity that I kind of think it would be fun to go on the show. Yeah. Do well, something different for like, I don't know, just see what well, it's it is. three months. If you get to stick around. I know. Around. I hear. And then like, yeah, they be stuck. Oh, and I'm also scared. Cause like, what if I get like, I don't know. What if I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to go home. You know what I mean? Like, what about that happens? I think you should be the freak out chick that every episode she wants to go home. I just need to get out. Yeah. I can see. I well, 
Now, I would make the best of the situation or drink all the booze, whatever. Well, I think uh, it would definitely require more showering, which what? I know that you were. No, I know. That'd be a whole don't... episode. Get yeah. Christine to shower. <laughs> I tried to get Christine to shower, but yeah. It would be like that scene from A Clockwork Orange where they're like, they, they throw that weird white powder on her. Yeah. And they have a. Uh... Well, they're delousing you. Yeah. Have you ever no. been deloused because you let shower go too long? Have you ever heard? <laughs> Not lately, um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That would happen. All of a sudden, everybody would know about my We tried to hygiene. trick her. Everyone would be sassy for that. We tried to trick her. <laughs> like, how come that girl hasn't showered yeah. in two days? I'm like, because I'm not a stinky person like you. And then the fight would start. I'm not a stinky person. I can I can go a couple days, though. So I have you, another, what, what? Are you going to do it? Are you going to try out for Big Bang? I, I think I should. I don't know, but I'm coming. I have this creepy one-nighter gig. In Tilbury or don't, something on Saturday. Don't let a no, fucking one-nighter back. get in the way of you being on Big Brother, Christina. I've put off my whole life because I have a <laughs> shitty gig coming up in 10 days, every 10 days for the last five years. I, you, know, you know who told me a story? It was like uh, Wilmont told me a story once he did like one of his first Vegas gigs. This is like 10 years ago, and uh, I'm sure Mike won't care if I tell the story, but like after his gig, you know, Mike destroys, and, and then he's sitting at a table with Bill Maher, and they're having drinks, and... Uh, and then I guess like Bill was talking about going off and doing something else. And then if Mike wanted to go and then Mike would sort of like went through his uh, calendar in his head and was just like, oh, shit, I got a gig. I got a one nighter in Tobamori. I have to go back to, <laughs> on, back to Ontario for or do I hang out here with Bill Maher? And what did he do? Well, he fucking went back for the one nighter. Yeah, I think that was what he Ro- had to do. Road so warrior. <laughs> it's that it's that uh, crazy road warrior inside so many comedians that. Even if you shit your pants on stage, you gotta finish the rest yeah. of your thirty-five minutes. Set. I've thought about like I've thought about leaving. You know, people just leave town and don't tell anybody, and they just go do it. And I'll stay because I have like a dentist appointment in, in three days. <laughs> yeah. I can't cancel a dentist appointment, but I want to like take off and just wander. Yeah, I know. But there's always an appointment. There's always an oil change you got scheduled. <laughs> my uh, dad would be real proud of you just yeah. for getting that oil change. I'm a dad's kind of yeah. I'm like dad's like me. Oh my me. god! One time I used to when I had a car, which was a long time ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I love it when your microphone, microphone keeps falls dangling down. downward. I know his microphone like, it's like a sad, it always falls sad down. Penis, it's, like, yeah. it's like a sad penis. That's what it, Dave's <laughs> microphone always falls down. Right, but yeah, my dad. When uh, my dad always used to be like, "Do you get your oil change? Do you get your oil change?" And like, obviously, I never got my oil change. Like, I had better things to do with that thirty dollars. And then uh, one time, I finally went and got an oil change. And I told the guy, and I was living in LA at the time, right? So I was like, "Hey, Juan," and I was like, "Can you do me a favor?" And he's like, uh, "Okay, what?" And I'm like. Can you call my dad and tell him that you just changed my oil? And uh, yeah, I know he was probably like creeped out by that, but he did. He called my dad. What? You fucked my daughter? No, no, I actually changed her oil. <laughs> oh, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. yeah. You didn't see me doing the air quotes yeah. over the yeah. phone. <laughs> the uh, we got to we uh, we got to. Uh, I just uh, was told by uh, f- uh, Frank uh, Trachtenberg that uh, our uh, the guy that's uh, sitting on the our producer for this week. Uh, we got to uh, go off to a break. We've been chatting for half an hour to Graham Chitten. We're going to be back in just a few moments. But that one guy we're... just really did change my oil. We didn't like doing it air. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back more with uh, Graham Chitten in just a few moments. Sometimes joy is a four-letter word. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, this is Mark Little. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Sometimes Christina. (laughs) Serious XM. I really thought I was going to say something funnier uh, than that. Laugh attack! Motherfuckers!
Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay. All right. Okay. We're back. This is Anything Goes for the week of uh, October 10th. Uh, Coming out of the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, I'm in studio with uh, Christina Walkinshaw and Graham Chitton. Holler. Uh, Darren Frost is away this week. He's up in Sudbury with his uh, wife and kids, and uh, so it is just us in the studio this week. That, uh, coming out of that uh, break, uh, we heard uh, Mark Little, uh, the very funny Mark Little. Go and check out the movie Roller Town. Uh, it is in a theater near you, or uh, it might be on Netflix or iTunes already. I'm not sure. iTunes US. iTunes US? Yeah. Okay. But it was in theaters, yeah. And uh, Primitive Evolution was the band that... Uh, was previously on the show, and uh, they uh, are doing our intro and outro music this week. So, yeah. so go and check them out uh, and look them up online. We have a couple. Do we have a Twitter question? Well, for I do have Grant? Twitter questions, but I also want to bring up the fact that you uh, just shot Match Game. Yes. So this is exciting because I'm really yes. excited to watch this because I like me some game shows. So Match Game, are you excited? Or was it fun? It was, was very it? fun. Uh, am I excited to see it? I think so. Okay, first quickly, it was is Match Game a Canadian show that didn't go down in the states? No, no, it? it's the exact opposite. It was. It's actually the precursor to Family Feud. Really, yeah. one section of Match Game, the one where they ask the audience and has to be matched against, that became Family Feud. Okay, yeah. so it's actually older than Family Feud. Okay, now a lot of people don't. I don't know if people remember this, but like I remember on game shows like the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid, uh, you'd see comics uh, appear on that show all the time. I remember actually seeing David Letterman before he got his show. Right, he was like one of the sort of celebrity comedians, and they would match him up with uh, like some just regular person uh, to do this game show. So is it in that same tradition? Yep. Oh yeah, it's a lot of yeah, it's comedians. There's generally a system to it. Deb. Uh, Deborah Di Giovanni and Sean Collin are there all the time. They bring in a few Canadian people. They sort of bring in, uh, they always try and bring in like a fun actress right. or sort of a fun female uh, spot center, front center. And then they always try and get one sort of name. Usually one American they try to get, I think, is what they do. Oh, no, and, uh, Andy Kindler and uh, Janine Garofalo were on it. Yeah. When uh, I was there, Yvette Nicole Brown from uh, Community. Okay, cool. Right. No, it's a Just for Laughs production, isn't it? Wait, did I mean, I can't remember. Smith, I just forget. What? Yeah, it's so just for no, just for laughs. No, I yes? thought it was a just for laughs. They production. might have no comedy networks got in on it. I okay. think Zone Three shot it, and then uh, then the people from uh, Fremantle were there because right. I was there for the first week. So they're the people who kind of own. They're kind of like the Rothschilds of the game show format. Oh, okay. They own like all the formats. So when anyone's shooting anything anywhere, they have a little finger in there. Like they just if you're shooting. Uh, Family Feud in Ireland, they are there for that. They still get a taste. Yeah. Daddy still gets a taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, that's the great thing about game shows is that uh, you can franchise them out to just about anywhere. Kind of like the yeah. uh, the American Idol sort of format is is everywhere. Now. Producers love it. It's so yeah. easy. And uh, and you don't. Uh, but I mean, you the comics. Did the comics get paid to be on the show? And, oh yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. All yeah. Right. No. Uh, yeah. You know. Actually, I'm standing for up for. The, I'm actually standing up for them more now. And I didn't have a long period where I would do too many things for free because I did realize that they were just bullshitting us. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I think comics. Comedians do way too much stuff for free in the first place, oh, and to get your name out and your face yeah. out. But uh, congratulations on Match Game. Thank I'm you. It, I will say I'm very excited to watch yeah. it. Does well, it look I'm like it's going to be like a fun show? To yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sean Cullen is incredible. Like he sits over in the corner, and he 
has a booming voice. Right. Yeah. And so he's great in the corner. And then Dev is top center, and she has that perfect attitude because she has a genuine enthusiasm for game shows. One that might only be the might only be the person she might be the only person who likes game shows more than you, Christina. I know. Well, I yeah, I just grew up watching Price is Right. I fucking love Price is Right. I mean, that's but that's, she genuine when she was there playing it, she had the excitement on her face of someone who was watching it at home who loved it at the same time <laughs> as being hilarious. She I really, can I can see that coming out of Deborah. And I know that one of the things I remember Drew Carey being in an interview saying that like one of the hard things about him when he took over the Price is Right was that like he genuinely wants everyone to win. Oh, of course. And so it was like I think he's gotten used to being like, oh, okay, fuck, just here's your prize, yeah. get out of here. But um, but I think in the in the first couple of years that he was doing it, it was like it was tough for him because he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, or or yeah. you, you have to get good at not cringing when someone overbid something. And, and obviously, yeah. yeah. Well, we had to we had to. More than Drew Carey, we were in charge of picking the things that people match their answers with. So we were sort of, we had to pick something that would make them win the money. Right. And they had to pick the same thing. So there's times where we would almost after go, I, when they wouldn't match with us, we'd have to kind of justify it to ourselves. Like, oh, no. we picked the right answer, right? Uh, we'd actually right. be like, because you'd say like oh, no. scotch something. Okay, so scotch at- tape, and somebody said scotch hard, and the person lost like thousands of dollars because they said scotch. When you say scotch, what do you think of? So it was scotch tape. And the person, the contestant said, scotch hard. So they lost the money. Why well, that one's their fucking fault, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes <laughs> you feel guilty. No, okay, now can I would have gone with scotch whiskey. Yeah, honestly. that's what I would have said, too. Yeah. That would have been a good one, too. Um, now, how, okay, can you briefly explain what the premise of the show is? Match, I'm getting it mixed up with Password, where you go like, the password is. Oh, yeah, no. It's, uh, there's always a blank in a sentence or a term. Okay. You know, so like, uh, you know, uh, again, like they'd give you just a word. Right. Scotch blank. So then the contestants who are kind of, they're not the personalities, they're like contestants picked from a random, you know, application process. They say a word and then we go around and show our word, all six people. And every time they match, they get points. Okay. So, and then, but there are ones where you go one on one with somebody, but there are full sentences, you know, like uh, the plumber's wife always was surprised when he would wear a blank in the bedroom, you know? And I can't think of anything funny right now, so let's move on. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? And then so you'd say your answer, and you, you'd have to kind of pick an answer that could be right. But you could be funny around it. Right. Yeah. Well, now, um, now Darren Rose is the host of the show. Yes. I saw some promotional photos, and yes. he's wearing a suit. They bought him a lot of nice suits. Okay, see, because I was a little bit upset that I was worried about Darren Rose showing up there in a cardigan. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have had it. Game show hosts don't wear cardigans. They gave him all those damn suits. I, and, and and good for him. You know what? I applaud Darren. And I thank God he's got some suits on him. But I was just, I, my oh, first Oh, you thought concern, he was, yeah. Well, I was just worried about cardigans. Oh, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, don't wear that. No, you know, I know. If there's one thing Dave Martin's worried about, it's Darren Rose's fashion choices. <laughs> it's not fashion day. choices. But it's you how... and a bunch of 15-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my fashion choice. The next thing we're on is it, yeah. <laughs> Dave, like, now we're like... going to go talk about Brian Hatt's jeans. Let's do this. Yeah, I love Brian Hatt's jeans. <laughs> he has the bluest blue jeans. I was going to mention it to him today because we ran into him at a bar earlier before the show. We went to ran record. Ran into him. I showed up with him. <laughs> well, I ran into you guys at a bar. That's true. Well, we we happen to be at the movies together. Oh, yeah. uh, we went well, to go because see it was the... like whatever. We all it's Thanksgiving Monday. We all don't have families here, so yeah. it was like we all ran up at the movies, like Jewish people on Christmas. But um, yeah, it was fun. Then we went out and uh, and he has the bluest it. blue jeans. Yes, the bluest blue say. jeans. Yeah, they remind me of the counterfeit blue jeans from The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah. Like they look like if someone was trying to fake a pair of blue jeans. <laughs> the uh, um, and, and when does uh, when does Match Game begin uh, on the television? October fifteenth. It airs. 15th? I believe it's eight p.m. in the evening, Monday to Friday. 
Oh, that's so awesome. So there's 60 episodes right now. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah, I love that they can shoot a lot. Well, uh, we got to uh, wrap things up for this week. That has been a, an one more ex- question. One more okay, question. So one more tweet I'll be quick for, then. It's from Amanda like Brooke Perrin. It's okay. from Amanda Brooke Perrin. Hey, ABP, what's up? I know, right? All right. So she wants to know what is your favorite part of going to Hooters? Or you can answer this question uh, Who would you marry, fuck, kill out of Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K.? Oh, can we she open says this? it's racist if he kills Chris Rock, is what Amanda says. So, anyways, which one do you want to answer, Hooters or Mary Kill? I think Fox? I can do it all. My favorite, you can do it all. My favorite part of Hooters since the black waitress left is the deep fried pickles. <laughs> and was it Mary Fuck Kill Louis C.K.? Wait, you fuck him when you kill him? Uh, Mary, yeah, it, it's uh, Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Louis C.K. Uh, Mary fuck kill. I would kill Seinfeld because he would be funny about it. I would uh, fuck Chris Rock because I think I could picture him as a woman. <laughs> and then whatever the one left over is the one I do with Louis. Uh, I think. I think I'd probably kill Louis because I think he would be annoying in either situation. He'd, he'd be annoying to marry. Very funny, but also I think he'd be probably be the biggest hassle to eat both fuck or to marry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't enjoy any. He doesn't no. enjoy living, fucking, being married. He doesn't enjoy anything. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Look at my, I'm fat. Here's my dick. Yeah. All my kids are assholes. <laughs> um, the, uh, so I think uh, I would probably kill Louis C.K. and then... I'd probably marry Seinfeld and fuck, and then uh, fuck Chris Rock. I hate. I feel so uncomfortable saying that. Okay, your turn, Christina. Oh, shit! I guess I could do all of the three to all of them, really, because I'm a chick. Uh, I would marry. Oh God, I don't want to marry anybody. That's against my religion. I would. I just I'd said fuck that Chris I would... Rock because the big ding dong, and then I. Yeah, I don't know. I can't kill. I can't play this game. I don't Come think on. anyone that it's funny has wrong. a big dick. No, oh, really? Oh. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I heard Bill Maher does. Dad, have you seen the yeah? Hulk Hogan sex tape? No, just like the two-minute gawker I, cut I, down. I saw that. That uh, was enough. That was enough for me, brother. You heard it here first. Uh, Graham, when people want to find you, where can they find you on the internet? GrahamChit.com, G-R-A-H-A-M-C-H-I-T.com, and Graham Chit is also my Twitter All right. name handle. And, and, you, and, you, and you're uh, on the Facebook? I'm on the Facebook, Graham Chittenden. And uh, people can find you there. Uh, Christina Walkinshaw, where can people find you each week? Um, I'm just on Twitter. I'm at Walkinshaw. I'm also on Instagram if you want to see pictures of how I never unpack my suitcase every time I go away every week. And uh, this weekend I'll be in uh, Tilbury, Ontario. So if you are in Tilbury, Ontario. And if you hear this, uh, uh, Darren Frost and I will be in Ottawa this weekend. And uh, I know there have been some issues recently with the uh, Jay Ogerson episode that's uh, up on iTunes. I will be revamping that. And also uh, the Mark Breslin episode will be up. Uh, soon by the time you hear this and um, there's been some other issues with other episodes but we will uh, take care of that and it'll be on iTunes sooner than later oh, one more thing one more thing before we get out be here, in Graham. Niagara Falls this weekend I did one okay go and check out Graham in Niagara Falls this weekend uh, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in this week uh, next week we'll be back with Darren Frost thank you once again take care of yourselves and each other bye 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 bye